It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, it is Chris Russell here, and this is a special edition uh, to our latest Locked on Washington football team podcast that we recorded on Thursday afternoon uh, at the Inova Sports Performance Center after the final practice of the week for the Washington football team and head coach Ron Rivera. And that's because late on Thursday night, uh, we found out that Ron Rivera has been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, And... You know, obviously, you know, cancer is just a word that nobody ever wants to hear. Uh, But Adam Schefter uh, was first to report this after a conversation with Ron Rivera, who told him he had been diagnosed with lymph node cancer after a self-check. And he shared the news with his football team tonight. It's considered very treatable and curable. Um, It is called squamous cell cancer. If I'm saying that right, I apologize if I'm not. Squamous, S-Q-U-A-M-O-U-S, cell cancer of the neck. And it was diagnosed about two weeks ago. He told the team about it tonight. Uh, He plans on coaching this season. Uh, He does have a backup plan. I'm told that backup plan, uh, of course, no no surprise here, Jack Del Rio, uh, who's coached over uh, 185 games as a head coach, Uh, for both the Jacksonville Jaguars and the formerly uh, Oakland Raiders. Rivera said to Schefter, quote, I'm planning to go on coaching. Doctors encouraged me to do it, too. They said, quote, if you feel strongly, do it. Don't slow down. Do your physical activities. But everyone keeps telling me by week three or four, you'll start feeling it. So Ron Rivera is apparently only week two going into week three. And if that timeline is correct in terms of the treatment and week three, week four, it's going to be hard to imagine, you know, that he's going to be able to do 
all that comes with being a head coach and essentially still a general manager. Because remember, they don't have one right now. And um, sure, he's got his director of pro scouting and Eric Stokes, who brought in from Carolina, and Donnie Warren, the former Washington player, uh, who's been a scout with Ron in Carolina for nearly a decade. He's got a lot of his coaches. He's got former head coaches on the staff in Jack Del Rio, as we mentioned. Um, but the bottom line is, is this is still, you know, kind of eye-opening, jarring news in every sort of way. Um, so I guess Rivera revealed to Schefter uh, that, you know, once he told the team, he said, you know, some were stunned, a bunch came up and wished me well. Uh, I'm going to be, he said, I'm going to be a little more cranky, so don't piss me off. I can tell you this, just from dealing with Ron Rivera for the last couple of months, I mean, you can see that he hasn't quite been as ch- as chipper and as positive the last couple of weeks, which now makes sense. Uh, I thought it was just wear and tear. Uh, I thought it was just the grind uh, of having to deal with so much but apparently now we know that, yeah, in addition to all of that, it's also that, you know, a 58-year-old man seemingly in the best shape of his life, uh, as he admitted to Schefter, is now dealing with lymph node cancer. Uh, and even though it is treatable and curable and, you know, um, you, you certainly, uh, you know, you certainly are positive, but there there's no guarantees, obviously, right? Just like... You know, something could happen to all of us in five minutes or tomorrow or today or next week. We just don't know and how. And we'll have more details on on the next episode. We probably won't get to talk to Ron Rivera until Saturday afternoon. Um, I've reached out to him via text just to wish him well. I don't care about a comment or anything like that. That's not what I was reaching out to him for. I'm a human being. I work around him. I have respect for him uh, as a person, as a football coach, uh, as somebody, you know, I have to work around, not work with, but work around. uh, And I I just reached out to him, um, you know, so... I mean, it is what it is, you know, um, I, I wish him well, you know, just remember this when we go, when you go to criticize Ron Rivera for, you know, halftime adjustments and all this stuff, nonsense, remember what the guy's going through. That's all I'll say. We'll have more on this on the next episode, but I just wanted to uh, sneak that in the update before our regularly scheduled Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm coming to you from the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia, where the Washington football team trains. Uh, After a Thursday practice, the boys will have off on Friday. The players will, not the coaches. Coaches never take a day off. And they'll return on Saturday and Sunday uh, and, of course, Monday and Tuesday and on beyond that for a couple of workouts as the bugs fly all around us here which is always a tremendous feeling and sight you walk away with mosquito bites and gnats all over you we come to you again uh, from a, the practice field, like high above, um, you know, on the grass back beyond the practice field, I should say. Uh, and we'll tell you what happened at practice on Thursday. And then we'll also have Montez Sweat, who met the media earlier this week. You will hear from Montez Sweat, the second-year defensive end from Mississippi State. We're brought to you by rockauto.com. 
That's the sponsor of today's episode, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever, ever need at rockauto.com. So again, Montez Sweat to come. Your practice report looks like this. Look, Dwayne Haskins, there's no other way to say it. He really struggled on Thursday. He wasn't very good on Tuesday or Wednesday, in my opinion. He was a little bit better Wednesday than Tuesday. Not a huge deal. Uh, He's still learning the offense. He's still getting comfortable. Um, It's just practice. Yes, there's no preseason games. We all understand that. Again, there's going to be some growing pains even when he knows the system completely cold. But for all the optimism, for all the promise, for all the good vibes that we had coming into this first week in which reporters were allowed to be here, um, you know, it's hard to say they've all vanished and that they've all gone. But quite honestly, was not a good showing, in my opinion, again, either of the three days. And I know uh, Thursday certainly being the worst day of the three. And that's not just my opinion. That's many, many, many reporters. Um, You know, and it was clear as day. Uh, Let's take you through some of the things that we saw. Dwayne Haskins threw an interception in the end zone uh, to Greg Stroman, who almost had two interceptions, should have had two uh, interceptions. The first one, I believe, came, uh, and he didn't catch it, but he should have, uh, I believe, off of a throw from Kyle Allen. Um. So Haskins had that. He had a strip sack fumble off the left edge of the offensive line. Now, we should point out the offensive line was a mess today. You had Cornelius Lucas playing left tackle. He's a right tackle and a, you know, probably a number two right tackle at best. Sure. Could he play left tackle? Absolutely. He's got, I think, two games of experience at left tackle. I was talking to Brian Baldinger, who is, you know, with NFL Network, longtime NFL offensive lineman and was a former colleague of mine back at Sporting News Radio. And we did, you know, a bunch of shows together and NFL draft at Radio City Music Hall together. He's like, you know, Cornelius Lucas playing left tackle. This team's in trouble. I said, well, you know, no Sadiq Charles for a third day in a row that we've been out here. So that's uh, that injury situation hasn't gotten better enough. And on top of that, Jaron Christian got a veteran day off. Now, honestly, I have no idea why Jaron Christian needs a veteran day off. He's not, quite honestly, good enough to get that, in my opinion. Ron Rivera explained why he gave so many veterans uh, an extra day off today, meaning Thursday, with an off day for the players on Friday, in that you want to try and get guys two days off in a row. Okay, that's fine. That makes sense. To me, that's the Ryan Kerrigan category. He was out today. Uh, To me, that's, you know, you want to do that for Adrian Peterson, and I know he missed Wednesday, uh, and he was back on Thursday. You want to do that for Landon Collins. You want to do that even for Jonathan Allen. Okay, fine. Do we need to do it for Jaron Christian? (laughs) That was kind of weird, uh, if I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, And it really hurt the offensive line. So as we mentioned, Haskins, and I'm getting swarmed by bugs here, guys. So (laughs) if I sound a little bit distracted, it's because uh, this place is a swamp uh, built in the middle of the woods. And uh, it's very humid, even though it's not hot. 
Uh, it's just, there's all sorts of mosquitoes and gnats flying around uh, my face. The bottom line is this. The offensive line wasn't very good today, right? Michael Leitke was playing right guard at, at times. I mean, it didn't look like Sheriff did much. Morgan Moses was out. Again, a lot of veterans with the extra day off. I know you want to take care of big bodies and all that stuff, but boy, uh, it was a mess. And, and maybe that was the reason, but Haskins was high. He overthrew uh, Marcus Ball, who's uh, six four and a half six five and I mean he ball climbed the ladder and Haskins overthrew him by at least two or three feet uh, in one red zone situation um, had the strip sack fumble as we mentioned had a pass knocked down uh, just really did not look sharp at all uh, and listen we you know it's just one practice session but now it's been three in a row that have been eh, okay at best okay at best, which is obviously, you know, you need more than that out of your quarterback. So that is certainly something that we're going to be looking forward to on Saturday and Sunday to see if Dwayne Haskins can bounce back and play a little bit better. In terms of the rest of the team we mentioned, again, Veterans Day off for a bunch of guys. Certainly that stood out in terms of uh, rotations. Troy Apke was still at the number one free safety on the defensive line, looked like Deron Payne had himself a pretty good game, a pretty good day, I should say. Now, again, going against, you know, some of the offensive line that he was going against certainly helped because uh, I didn't, again, see Sheriff out there a whole lot if he was out there uh, at all. Chase Roulier was, but no Morgan Moses. Sheriff wasn't out there a lot. Uh, so Deron Payne, quite honestly, should have had a good day. In terms of when the Washington football team defense started out in their base package with three linebackers, saw Sean Dion Hamilton mixed with Cole Holcomb and as well Jonathan Bostic or John Bostic. Still Ruben Foster working on the third team, although Ryan Anderson said he's you know starting to look like himself. Uh, and you just got to give Ruben time. You just got to give Ruben time. He hadn't played football in almost two years. Uh, and coming off of a very severe knee injury, uh, it's just going to take time for him to work uh, back. So I'm okay with the progress that Ruben Foster is making. There is absolutely no reason to rush him back into anything. He's got a big left knee brace and everything, and he'll play with one you know, probably for a while, if not forever. Um, Alex Smith graduated to nine-on-nine drills today. Now, he was a little bit erratic on one of the throws, way wide, high. Uh, He was pressured on one and had a completion slash drop slash fumble. You know, so technically you might see in some places two incompletions. Yeah, probably probably more, if we're being honest, two completions out of three passing attempts. But, you know, he looked fine, uh, moved around a little bit. And, you know, it's another big step for Alex Smith in his road to recovery. So those are the main practice notes from Thursday. I would say the team worked on, you know, of course, more periods uh, in terms of the end of practice. It it looked a little less sloppy. There weren't as many lineup mistakes. And to my knowledge, Ron Rivera didn't have to call his team over like he did the last two days. So that was certainly a good sign. All right. So when we come back, we will hear from second-year defensive end from Mississippi State, Montez Sweat. Speaking of sweat, whew. Your boy over here is sweating to the oldies. 
out in the humidity in the swamplands of the Inova Sports Performance Center at Ashburn, Virginia. We're with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, it is Chris Russell here for rockauto.com. That's right. We've been telling you about them for months. Rockauto.com is the only place you ever need to go if you need anything for your car or truck, new or used. You might need a small minor accessory. Rockauto.com. You might need a major part, a fuel pump, a water tank, whatever. Um, You might need new rugs, new carpeting. Go to rockauto.com. Guys, why go anywhere else? Why go to those big, gigantic superstores where, A, you can get lost, and, B, they're going to charge you more or they're going to charge you over market because they don't do business with you on a regular basis. They don't know you. They're going to cut the mechanics and the guys they see and the guys that they buy in volume. They're going to cut them breaks, and they're going to pass it on to you, not the break, but the overcharging based on their overhead and based on the fact that they don't know you. So why go to one of those auto parts superstores when you can go to your own auto parts superstore right on your couch, from your kitchen table, from your phone, in your car, wherever you might be, rockauto.com. Reliably low prices, great selection, all the parts your car or truck will ever, ever need at rockauto.com. When you go to rockauto.com, tell them, that Locked On sent you in there. How did you hear about us section? RockAuto.com, guys. It's the only place. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's for you to go. All right, we continue along with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell from the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia, as we wrap up a practice week. We'll be back out here over the weekend. The Washington players off on Friday. Montez Sweat caught up with us earlier this week. Second-year defensive end out of Mississippi State, making the conversion from a 3-4 into a 4-3. And he has looked spry and really good so far, Uh, granted, in just a couple of practices. But Montez Sweat could be on the verge of a breakout. All right, guys, fire away. Welcome, Montez. Uh, thanks for doing this. Um, can you just tell us about uh, the, the first chance to be out there as a team uh, for practice, what coach told you, and, and what it was like? Yeah, it feels good. Uh, he talks every day about attitude, preparation, and effort, and just uh, the team coming together as a family. So uh, it just felt great being back with my brothers and my teammates, old guys, and meeting the newcomers also. And then for you personally, can you tell us about your offseason, maybe what you did, what you worked on, and, and where you feel you're at coming into this year? Well, I mean, uh, I just watched a lot of film over over the offseason, kind of worked on what I felt what I felt need to work on, pass rushing, run stopping, and just getting a little bit bigger for uh, this 4-3 defense that uh, we're about to introduce. Uh, so, yeah, I feel pretty confident going into this season, just uh, learning from my mistakes and stuff from last year. Hey, Tez, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Last year you said you were brought here to, to kind of get sacks. I wonder, with the new coaching staff, with, with kind of the new personnel you have in the room, do you still feel like sacks are your are number one priority? I mean, uh, 
the win is is the most important thing uh, as a team. But I mean, every D lineman loves to get sacks. I mean, that's that's definitely a, a highlight of a highlight of my uh, my play. So yeah, I definitely still want to go get sacks. For sure. I guess, do you think that's still the coaching staff's number one responsibility for you? Is that the thing that, that they want you focusing on as well? I mean, the, the main thing up front that they're preaching is just attack. Just want to attack. Hey, Montez, John Kime, ESPN. What did you learn as a pass rusher last year that can help you this season? I mean, uh, I learned a lot of things just – how uh, tackles was going to block me and how I need to uh, study going into the game. Just uh, when it was speed and stuff like that is not going to really work most of the time. You had to get moves. You had to uh, define your technique. Everybody talks about the impact Chase Young can make, but what can you make as an impact on the other side? And, you know, as you're, you're still a young pass rusher yourself. I mean, uh, everybody has a role to play. I think if everybody does their job, then – the sky's the limit for this group. Um, given the production you had in the 4-3 at Mississippi State, how do you feel about um, transitioning back to that with Jack Del Rio? I'm excited. Jack's really letting us letting us get out there this year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You mentioned um, trying to get bigger for this scheme. Are you able to say, like, how, what did you do specifically and, and where's your weight at now? I mean, just adding a couple more protein shakes after the workout, uh, just kind of watching your, your daily eat and just make sure you're getting your – the right carbs you want to get in and stuff like that. I feel like I'm a couple of pounds bigger uh, than I am than last year. The important thing is keeping it throughout the year. You talked about watching a lot of tape. Now that, you know, you're almost a full year past it, how, how did you rate your rookie season? I mean, I definitely didn't live up to my, my expectations and my standards. But, I mean, it was a, it was, it was a learning year for me, and uh, I learned a lot, and I just – want to show that what I learned coming up this, this next year. So what are kind of those expectations for year two? I mean, basically uh, get better numbers, better numbers that I had last year for one. I mean, just hone in more on my techniques and uh, what I'm supposed to do as a 4-3 DM. Thank you. Hey, Montez, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Um, a lot's been made about the fact that there is a new – uh, coaching staff, particularly on the defensive side. I'm just curious, what's been your take on these guys as teachers, particularly uh, Jack Del Rio? Uh, I mean, uh, of course, he has a lot of experience in the game as a former player and a, a guy who's gotten to the Super Bowl. I mean, you just want to trust. You just want to trust those guys that's uh, teaching you those te these techniques and uh, let it play out on the field. And I know obviously you guys haven't done a ton yet on the field, but just looking around when you see some of the guys, who looks different? Who's who, who's kind of standing out to you right now among uh, among your fellow players? I mean, every every everybody looks good. I mean, I, I don't think uh, any rookie came back looking the same that they did last year. And uh, just all the guys that we added uh, from Chase to Kendall, just we uh, I like what I see. Hey Montes, uh, when you were watching your rookie season. Um, what did you kind of notice from the second half of the year? You had five and a half sacks in eight games uh, versus the first half. What was kind of the biggest thing that clicked for you? Um, I mean, uh, I guess throughout any season, through every other every other game, you just uh, you look at the tape from last week and you just think about how you can get better week in and week out. So I tried to do that last year throughout the whole season, and I just hope to do that again this year, just get better week in and week out. You can never really 
stay the same. Was there an aspect of your game that uh, became stronger over those last couple of weeks, like whether you were using your length better or anything like that? I feel like I, I developed more of a rush plan going into going into the games uh, than I than I had more earlier in the year where I was just kind of just coming in, just trying to win. And I think uh, moving more out during the season, I was coming in with a rush plan and just seeing what that guy what that guy likes to do and what he doesn't like to do. And also, we kind of some of those guys we played at the first half of the season, we were playing them again. So I kind of knew some of their tendencies and stuff like that. Thanks. Morning, Montez. Pete Haley with NBC Sports Washington. We've heard from a couple of coaches that the plan is to kind of rotate you guys at pass rusher. What do you make of that plan? Are you someone who's cool with that, or would you rather kind of be on the field every snap if they let you? I mean, I, I want to play every down if I can, but uh, I want the best guy, the best guy to do the best job on the field at all times. So I mean, if I need a blow, if Kerrigan need a blow, if Chase need a blow, if Ryan need a blow, I'm happy to give him a blow. <laughs> so. Just and run. you kind of discussed how the rookies from last year all look different this year. We're all kind of interested in Dwayne's uh, jump from year one to year two specifically. What have you seen out of him, and what differences do you most notice out of the quarterback? I mean, the, the physical aspect is cool. I mean, he dropped some weight and stuff like that. But I'm I'm more uh, – I'm the growth I've seen from him is his mental focus. Uh, he's focusing more. I mean, he's in the building a lot earlier more than he used to be. So – I just like uh, his mental growth more than every, more than anything. Thank you. All right, and that is the first part of our conversation with reporters and Montez Sweat. When we return and finish up the Locked on Washington football team podcast, you'll hear more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. We wrap up the Locked on Washington football team podcast with more from Montez Sweat. Hey, Tez, Darren Haynes, WSA 9. Um, just curious, I mean, today was the first day you guys, like, put on the helmets, and obviously the helmets look different. I'm just wondering, what was the reaction when you see your teammates or even yourself with the, the number on the, the helmet, the different swag you guys have now? I mean, we all – everybody looks the same. We're all a team. I mean, I think – the biggest thing that we take from it is uh, soon we're going to be putting them shoulder pads on and soon we're going to be banging heads. So that's the thing that I kind of took from it. Hey, hey, Montez, it's Jarrett Bell from USA Today. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Good, good. So, so much different than last year when I met you at training camp. Um, obviously, with the pandemic and the protocols associated with that, what has that experience been like from the daily testing to wearing the contact tracers to everything that is involved and second part of the question would be whether or not you have have tried the face shield and if you're going to wear it or not i mean it's definitely different getting up every day taking the corona test getting your temperature taken but i mean when you want to play this game when you want to play this sport you go through those protocols whatever you had to do to get on the field and uh, as far as the shield, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a shield on the day, but I mean, I wouldn't shy away from it. 
whichever uh, whatever we can do just to, to stay the safest out there is what I'm going to do. do. Do you have any particular concerns about playing amid the pandemic? Did you even think about opting out or anything? Always an option that every, I think every every player should think about for their family and their well-being. But when it all comes down to it, when you love the sport that you play and love what you do, you're going to do anything to get out there. Thanks a lot. Hey, Mon- hey Montez. It's uh, Chris Russell from SI.com and 106.7 The Fan. Thanks for doing this. Um, when you look around at, at the talent that obviously you guys have on the, on the defensive line specifically and the defense in general, do you, get, do you set expectations for yourself statistically or for the team? Do you think that this team, you know, if everybody reasonably stays healthy, could be a top 10 defense or do you not even think about stuff like that? I mean, that's, that's the goal. I mean, we want to be as best as we want to be. Most, I think the biggest thing is just we want to take a step up from last year. I mean, we're not – overnight, we're not going to be the number one defense in the country, but each and every week we can take those steps to be better and better. And, and just real quickly for you, what did you, um, you – you talked about developing more of a pass rush plan as the season went along and maybe some familiarity with opponents. What did you learn maybe most about yourself in your rookie year that maybe was a little bit different than either what you were expecting or what you were used to at Mississippi State? Uh, I think uh, more of a study – more of a study on my opponent. I think I put a uh, – moving – Moving later on into the season, I just started studying my opponent. Uh, started studying my opponent more, studying the team more, their tendencies, the uh, snap count, uh, players like to run out the most out of this uh, formation, and just things of that sort. Hey, uh, Chipper here, Montez. I've been seeing the D line doing a lot of races on videos and pictures. How competitive are those getting? Or are you impressed by some of them maybe catching up to your speed of coming off the edge? Because it's pretty impressive seeing Payne and Settle get after it. Yeah, I mean, we we compete in everything we do. Uh, in, in a drill from the get off to how many sacks we gonna get. So I mean, that competitive edge keeps us all on a keeps us all on the edge, and I think it's gonna be uh, it's a good contagious thing to have in the D line room because everybody's gonna keep on getting better. Can, can I follow up on you said you had bulked up? Uh, what what was your playing weight last year, and, and what are you at now? Uh, I probably probably started the year probably about um, 260, 258, somewhere around there. But I mean, I ended the year probably uh, a little bit under two fifty. Uh, right now, I'm probably about 264, 265. And I just, like I said, it's just uh, important to maintain the weight throughout the year. And then from a from a new position perspective, what are some of the things they're asking you to do um, that you obviously you've done these things before, but but that you're really honing in on in the new look? I mean, uh, generally, we're going to have my, uh, my hand in the dirt more so than I, than I was last year. But I mean, uh, other than that, we're just, just playing football still football and that's going to do it for us right here on the lockdown washington football team podcast live from a again very humid warm muggy buggy i know of a sports performance center in ashburn virginia the washington football team wrapping up five consecutive days of practice for them three days in a row with the media we'll be back out here over the weekend stay tuned for more coverage and more great times uh, ahead from the swamplands in northern virginia i'm chris russell thanks for being with us thanks for downloading adios hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.